there, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a... Uh, oh, yes. Just a quick warning. Yes, the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and nonsense. If you're averse to any of these ingredients, the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you. So talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program. Let's get into it. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, Heather. I know that by the time this show airs, this is going to be old news and everyone's going to be done talking about it. But did you watch the Super Bowl halftime show? Yes, I did. I didn't. And when I got up this morning, <laughs> let's talk about it. I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. And then um, when I woke up, my phone was flooded with, oh, my gosh, did you see the halftime show? What did you think? Blah, blah, blah. And so I went on Facebook and um, I was like, OK, I guess I should have watched the halftime show. And somebody let me know that I could look it up on YouTube, which I did. And so then I did watch it. YouTube. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did watch it. And um you and then I it. scrapped the entire show that I was going to do today because yeah. I wanted to to unpack the Super Bowl halftime show and people's reactions to it. And I have some questions that came to my mind as I was watching it. What if I hadn't watched it is the question that comes to my mind. How would this show have gone? I would have to revert back to the other topic. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, I did watch it. So great. <laughs> I have a like I made myself just a kind of a stream of consciousness list of comments that mm-hmm. I had. Um and so I'm just going to get into it. Let's do it. Okay, the first thing that I really appreciated about the halftime show was um the costumes. Okay. Because I'm going live to tape on the radio, I can't remember the name of the other person who was not JLo. Shakira. 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 Oh, baby, when okay. you talk like that. When um, I have never really paid much attention to Shakira. She's so hot. Well, yeah, I know that now. <laughs> like when I first saw it, I was like, I knew that J-Lo had done the halftime show. And mm-hmm. so when I saw Shakira, I was like, that's not Jennifer Lopez. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I figured out, oh, this is Shakira. And then it really helped that the YouTube video had Shakira written on it. So that helped <laughs> context helpful. clues. Um, but what I really liked was her costume. And I loved that she had a little bit of belly. I don't know if you noticed when they did the um, the close-up shots of her, like, all moving all over. Mm-hmm. I loved the fact that there was a... she She was fleshy. Yeah, I don't know. I looked at her and I thought she looked really thin. I liked the cut down the sides of her stomach. You yeah, know? well, like, she looked ripped. I mean, she, she was amazing. obviously yeah. just in great shape from mm-hmm. from dancing and performing mm-hmm. and, and whatever else she does. But I loved how she was not perfect. And she had this little bit of a soft belly kind of not. I wouldn't call it a pooch, but like, you know, she had she had stuff. And I, I think it's it funny really that you great. say that because I looked at her and was like, she's absolutely perfect. I didn't oh. see it. As well, a I don't, I'm not saying she didn't look perfect. I mean, uh-huh. I think she looked fantastic, uh-huh. but I loved how she was not skin and bones. I got that. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like if you watch it again, pay, like I just noticed that. And then I also wondered when she fell back into the crowd and she like surfed the crowd. Mm-hmm. I wonder were those people given explicit instructions of oh, where yeah. to take her? Actually, I was telling um, the person that I was watching it with that 
I've read before that even the audience members are like cast. Yes. That they select like a hundred people to right. be down there, that they make them come to a practice. Yes. That they like tape their facial expressions to make sure they're gonna be good audience members. So yeah. you're not it's not just like random people who were right. down there. Like they're extras who were cast and I'm sure that that was rehearsed. Well, I was paying attention to that too because um I have a friend who works as a as a rigger on big arena shows like that. How fun. Yeah, for big musical acts. And he tours all over the country, all over the world. And he, he we happened to be talking this weekend. We were talking about the Superdome in New Orleans. And he was just telling me that, oh my, that ceiling at the Superdome is like a really complicated place to rig a show. And he was just telling me about some of the mechanics of it. So when I think about, when I see those shows on TV, I have a different perspective because I'm also looking from his perspective of getting there a week before mm-hmm. to rig everything up and do, you know, set up this, all of the lasers, all of the lights, all of the explosions, well, all and of the, it's everything. It's not like it can sit there and be ready. You have to be able to roll it out. It has to be mobile as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when, when some of it was camera work. But they did those transitions so seamlessly. And when so when Shakira was done and it was J-Lo and she was on that that kind of like podium thing with the pole, with the pole. Yeah. Um, I was like, wow, that happened really fast. That, that was just I mean, I'm sure if I had seen the entire field and I wasn't watching it just what the camera was was showing then you would have seen a whole crew setting that up and getting her positioned and making sure that everything was oh, right. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did not like JLo's costume. No? I I liked the um silvery one, the bodysuit. But I didn't like the black one that had the like the um chaps. Oh, I liked it. I didn't like that. I wanted to own that. No, I was like, "Will someone buy that for I me?" I felt like it was distracting. Like that little swatch of skin, I felt like that was distracting. I didn't like it. Distracting in a good way. <laughs> okay, hey, she's like fifty years old, well, and she look at her. Seriously, my goodness. So the real conversation that people are having, of course, is how overly sexualized the performance was, and some people are. Um, saying this was an amazing performance by liberated women. Some people are saying it was a it was an X-rated show that we should not um, celebrate. And I have my own thoughts about that. And I'm curious to know what your thoughts are about that. Well, I I think it's funny. Some people were telling me before the show, I, I didn't really... I knew about 12 hours in advance who the halftime performers right. were. I didn't I wasn't really yeah. up on it or anything. And people were like, "Oh, cuz it's going to be the whole show is going to be about women's empowerment and it's going to be about, you know, like it's not really me too, but it's all women's empowerment whatever whatever." And when I watched the halftime show, I didn't feel any women, women's empowerment necessarily. Like I I wasn't looking at it and I'm like, "Wow, that's really empowering." I thought it was good entertainment. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very sexy. I don't have a problem with women being very sexy, but don't say it's empowering for JLo to be on a pole. Like that's not, it, it, it was, it, there was definitely objectification, you know, but last year we all lost our minds and we were so delighted to see what's his face 
from Maroon 5, Adam Levine, with his shirt off looking super fine. And we were mm-hmm. totally happy with that. And I, I think just because it's women, we decided it was too sexy. That's the first thing that came to my mind was the double standard of, well, there's multiple double standards. The first one being... If it was a man up there, then women would be, you know, totally celebrating that. Some would, some wouldn't. Um, But also I wrote down, you know, there's a double, there's a double standard of women saying, don't objectify us. Don't see us as sexual objects. Don't over-sexualize our appearance and then we over-sexualize our appearance. Mm-hmm. We show up and act sexy. And I wonder, where's the line between saying, it's okay when I do it, but it's not okay when you do it? Yeah, I don't know. I think it was totally okay for them to do a very entertaining show that was very visually appealing that... You know, what bothers me, I don't, I honestly, I thought it was sexy. I thought it was great. What bothered me more was that they weren't actually singing. I'm like, cool, you guys are both dancers and I get that, but, and I get it, it's a halftime show, but I'm so musically based. I wanted good musicality. I don't know? think like, that J-Lo was playing that guitar. Uh, Shakira was not playing her guitar. That's for, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. I guess it was um, Shakira who yeah. was playing the um, guitar. Uh, yeah, they, they. They're, they weren't doing no. anything like no. nothing. I don't even think they were mic'd, honestly. Like, so your guy who rigged it, he was like, well, I don't have to plug in microphones. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there are some folks who, if you are looking for things to be sexy, you're going to see sexy. You're going to see any type of dancing as sexy or sexualized. When I looked at the real I mean honestly it seemed to me like acrobatics that some of that they were doing or and some of it was I did think that some of the dancing was provocative Mm -hmm. that um I personally wouldn't feel comfortable doing but I'm not uh, the performing in the halftime show I'm not an I'm not a performer Mm -hmm. my business is not to is not to put on that type of a show Mm -hmm. I feel like we cannot pretend like we don't live in a world where sex sells. And as long as it does, people are going to keep selling it. So if we want people to stop participating in that type of performance, then we need to change our culture for how we reward it. I mean, I didn't have a problem with those two women dressing however they wanted to dress, dancing however they wanted to dress. And I thought they did a good job with like there was the little section that children appeared, you know, mm-hmm. and the children were all buttoned up and they weren't, you know, like what like they, they presented children as children. There was no sexualization there in any way. The, the little girls weren't like done up like pageant queens or anything, you know, and and then they brought out some some dudes, you know, to dance around too and look good with their bodies on display. I, it was it was a show, and it's like it's there to entertain you. I wonder if I well, I'll back up a little bit. When I was watching it, I was thinking about um, when I 
growing up in Louisiana, Mardi Gras parades, you know, and it's that time of year now. Um, pretty much every dance school or dance studio in town would be in the parade. And they're going to, and I was in the parade when I took, I, I was on like drill team and we would be marching the parade and twirl our batons and everything. And, and every dance studio is going to be in the parade and, and they are um, showing off some of their routines, mm-hmm. you know, what they've, what they've been doing. There are some where it if you were the type of person who is going to um, make a comment about a female body, I could see where some of the young girls who are marching down the street dancing are targets and that sometimes it feels uncomfortable to see them a in my mind, it did seem like they were objectified because they were dancing in ways that seemed older than their age. Got it. Mm-hmm. And I felt uncomfortable, like, you know, they're growing up a little too fast. Right. I know? understand that. Mm-hmm. But I also watch cheerleading competitions on TV, mm-hmm. dance competitions on TV, and I... I wonder, is this any different than what we see cheerleaders doing? Right. I mean, and there was a kind of a cross almost in the halftime show where some of the stunting and some of the exactly. what you called acrobatics, you know, it was it was like cheer. It was you know? cheer. It was it was absolutely. And I don't know, like, look, could we have covered JLo's crotch a little more? Perhaps. You know what I mean? Like like I think it's supposed to be a little bit racy. It's supposed to be, you know what I mean? Like, I think this, I get it. It's the Super Bowl. It's for everybody, whatever. It's kind of for grownups, you know what I mean? And it's kind of for, I don't know. I I, I have a tough time with, with, with that. Why so? I don't know. I just, I what struck me this is this is going to feel like a deflection answer and it's not but um <laughs> what struck me about the super bowl last night was the marketing hmm. was the discussion on the 11 and a half million dollars per commercial <laughs> and that's why only the biggest players can play you know um and that's why so many brands are combined together even you know so that we highlight a few seconds of each you know cuz even the big brands that gets expensive and that gets kind of crazy, you know? And so for me, like, and I was watching the genius of this marketing. Mm-hmm. The, how are these people getting eyes on these things? How are they making Tide Pods funny? You know, like, I, so I'm, I was watching a lot of the genius of this. And to me, the halftime show of the Super Bowl, see, I'm bringing it back around, <laughs> is an exercise in marketing and in entertainment and in people who know how to make money and they want us to sit here today and talk about it. Exactly. And we are. Exactly. 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 I saw a comment on Facebook that was, I don't know why women um, you know, allow themselves to be used this way. Oh, that was their idea. Mm-hmm. They created that. Mm-hmm. Those women know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They are 
totally in charge of their image mm-hmm. and how they are presented. Absolutely. They did that on purpose. And I and it worked. I'm telling you right now that if my body, when I am 50 years old, <laughs> if a decade from now, a decade and a year, 11 years from now, if my body looks like JLo's, I'm going to wear a freaking G-string G and I'm going to parade around in the streets because she should celebrate that shit. Let me know when you do that so that I can Facebook Live it. All right. <laughs> well, I got to get my body to look like J-Lo first. Yeah, so. I totally, um, I really do understand and appreciate the... Um, the dissenting opinion because i i agree that the um the dancing style was provocative and that's not necessarily there's a time and a place for everything i kind of feel like the super bowl halftime show is is the the time and the place i mean that's that's what they're there for. Now, although i think it was last year that lady gaga did the uh, maybe two. Whenever, years. whenever well, she was did it, last year, Adam Levine. Or oh yeah, yeah. okay. See, this is so, how up I am on happened. Yes, she was cool. When she did it, that was an amazing show, mm-hmm. and it wasn't sexualized, right? Yeah, but and that's her choice, also. Mm-hmm. Well, another question that I had when I was watching it was, and while I had the benefit of watching it after reading all of the comments, mm-hmm. so I was watching it through different eyes, and I also have. Um, we recently had Cirque du Soleil in town. Right. And I so I didn't either, but um, some of my friends went and I've seen, I've seen it right. before. Mm-hmm. Not that different. Right. What is the different? Where, when does it become offensive, overly sexualized per- entertainment? And when is it impressive art? I can't believe these people are so um, skilled. It becomes that in each individual person's mind Thank when you. they decide it. Thank you. When you fu- you see what you're looking for. Exactly. You see mm-hmm. what you're looking for. It, it becomes that when you decide, well, Jayla is trash. She's always just been a dancer or whatever. And or, or like and I'm not saying she is like, I don't I don't feel that way. I think that, you know, she's a very talented dancer. She's very talented at marketing and creating an image. And she's very she looked fantastic. Um, I don't have any problem with anything about that, you know, but it's when you get, you know, your own personal feelings, your be in your bonnet to reference our last episode a little <laughs> bit, you know, um, about what personally offends you, what, what made you upset. That's yeah. when it becomes a thing. I will yeah. say that you said you got to read all the comments first. Mm-hmm. And as we were watching the halftime show, I said, I bet Twitter's going insane right now. <laughs> I bet Twitter is hilarious, especially because, like I said, I had heard from people that it was about empowerment. And so to me, like, that wasn't there. That wasn't part of it. I, you know? I didn't get empowerment. No, me neither. I didn't get empowerment from it. I mean, I I could understand why somebody might say that, but I didn't come away from the performance thinking, wow, I feel empowered as a woman. I felt empowered to go to the gym. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I was seriously impressed by both of them. And especially, well, first of all, I wondered, what is J-Lo's um, personal budget for keeping all of that? Where, right. You know, yeah. I, I wondered that. And and also, I I felt like, wow, that was an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. 
by two very talented women who clearly have worked very hard, know their audience, Mm -hmm. know what people are going to be talking about the next day. Right. They are laughing all the way to the bank. I'm not saying the singing part because I don't think they sang, but. But they performed. They performed. And they put on an amazing show. They put on a show. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, in our one previous show, I'm trying to remember what we called it. Oh, Shut Up and Talk About It. Mm-hmm. When we talked about body image yes. and girls uh-huh. and, and how to talk to girls about body image. And now we're having a conversation about women who are being, um, you know, having a double standard put on them in the media about, um, you know, choosing to present themselves in a certain way. Um, and then and then some people saying, well, that objectifies women. We shouldn't be seen as sexual objects, which in you know I can definitely relate to that to that argument I also wonder is this an opportunity for open conversations with the girls in our lives about why women choose to use sex as a means of conducting business yeah why not to participate in that just having a frank conversation about the motivations for why that exists, and then the options that you have as a woman for whether or not you participate in that. Right. I mean, I guess there shouldn't necessarily be a shame or a stigma about using all of the tools that are available in our toolbox. Like men don't have any qualms about flashing money around as, you know, a status symbol of a way that, that gets them ahead, you know? Um, and, it, and we don't say anything to them about it. We don't say, I mean, we, we might kind of tease behind backs or whatever and say, this guy, you know, he's always, you know, he'll just throw a hundred at it, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. But it's not the same, it's not the same kind of discussion as when a woman uses her sexuality as a tool in her toolbox. It's treated differently. I saw a video on Facebook recently that I will put in the show notes and post on our Facebook page. Um, And as usual, I'm going to mess up my description of it because I'm going off memory. Um, But it was a it was a um, sketch that was a bit of a history lesson about um, prostitution and um, women who ran. um, Okay, let me back up. I think it was Wyoming in the frontier time, women who were in the sex business, mm-hmm. you know, who, who ran houses of where men would go and pay to have sex with women. Right. And that this was a, this was pretty much at this time, their only method of currency. Right. You know, this mm-hmm. is their only path to financial independence mm-hmm. is using what they have available to them. Mm-hmm. And that, the you'd have to watch the entire video to get the point of what I'm trying to say. But essentially, it is that there were women who saw the opportunity, saw were able to capitalize on it, help women come to financial independence and be able to then be capital financial partners with men mm-hmm. because they had created a business, Mm -hmm. demonstrated their aptitude, um, 
managed their money and and then had they were able to be investors Mm -hmm. in other endeavors and ultimately led to the men of Wyoming demanding that women be given the right to vote before they become a state. Interesting. Yeah. And so you're going to post a link to it. Yeah. Yeah, I will. And I don't want moral decay. I think there's a difference between. So you squirmed when I said moral decay. Yeah, I did. Because that's what we're really talking about, though. That's what the comments. Well, that's not what we're talking about, (laughs) but that's what the comments on when people are angry about this, they're angry about Uh, morality. I have feelings about morality and sexuality being tied. Thank you. That's what I wanted to say. That's what I was hoping you were going to say. Go on. That's this is part of where I get into the my disagreements with religion, because I feel like it's often religious groups who, you know, want to tell it like Catholics want to tell us that, you know, you can't have unprotected sex and sex is for procreation and and all this whatnot. And to me, sex is awesome and sex is great. And sex is something that we should all be doing and exploring and enjoying and it's not dirty and it's not immoral and it's not whatever and sexuality is not tied in my mind to whether or not you're a good person that's all well put thank you well put (laughs) and i i it's it's an interesting dialogue to watch in our culture And I think it's going to be an interesting one to watch over time as we sort this out Mm -hmm. and we figure out how to how to get our how to stay out of the personal business of how women use their bodies in their lives. Yeah, like I refuse to be shamed and told that sex and, you know, physical intimacy and, you know, using your body in the way that you choose to is a, is a dirty or a bad or a, an unsavory thing. You know, I just, I don't prescribe to that and I don't appreciate that opinion. <laughs> I mean, you have your opinion, it's fine, you know, but I, I, I just, I won't accept your shame, I guess. You will not be ashamed. Yeah. I won't yeah. accept that you want to place, sh- you know, I, I won't accept that you want to place your value on me. Right. I guess I personally don't like feeling exposed physically. I don't like feeling like I've got cleavage. I don't like feeling, I don't like feeling like I'm on display. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe because I have a hesitation, like I don't want people to think that I'm, um, slutty. No, I'm not worried about people's opinion of my choices. Mm-hmm. I don't. Well, OK, so I guess to use a cliche, I just really want to be respected for my mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, no, but that really that. truly is what it is. I get that. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be perceived as. I don't know. I, I Using guess, your physical assets to get ahead or. Yeah, and I think when we talked in a, in a previous show about looks being important as so you know in society, um, I definitely had a time in my life when I 
downplayed what I felt were my physical attributes that might be advantageous mm-hmm. because I I really did and I still do want people to appreciate the value that I bring as my thoughts, my ideas, you know, my expertise, you know, what I can bring to a project. And I don't want my looks to really weigh in, even though we live in a world where they do. Yeah. And I actually uh, just over the weekend was finishing up a chapter where I was writing about when I was very young and I started my first company, I was 24 and I was not a mother yet. And like pretty much any entrepreneur at any age, I really didn't know what I was doing, but I wanted to be taken seriously and I wanted to learn how to be taken seriously. And it helped me to appear more quote, like matronly, like it helped me to put on extra weight Like at that time, being cute and being young were not an asset. They were not a way to be seen as a CEO. They were not a way for my company to be taken seriously. It was not a good thing to be young and cute when you were trying to form a business and form... um, you know, trying to do that. Yeah. It, it didn't work. I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I was getting at, you know, when showing up and being cute is a distraction, mm-hmm. but sometimes showing up and being cute is your bread and butter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think women have the right to choose, which it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And if people don't like to see JLo dancing on TV, they, maybe they shouldn't pay to see it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? exactly. And I, I just, people just want something to talk about. We got the short news cycle. We need to talk about JLo today. You know, like, I mean, people just, I don't know. So I think that my challenge for our listeners with this show, if there is one, is to really think about when you, when you hear your brain talking about something that you've seen and criticizing it, I think the question is, why does that bother me? And is it any of my business? And if you really do feel like it's a problem with society, what am I doing to fix it? Right. What are you going to do about it? And if, yeah, either uh, like I like action, you know, either let's do something and let's let's collectively decide this or I, I don't need to read your Twitter comments. <laughs> we want to read your Facebook comments, though. We want you to come and tell us what you or thought Twitter, about. Or Twitter, it's fine. Or Twitter, or whatever, <laughs> whatever you use, carrier pigeon. Yeah, you know. I saw that commercial. I didn't see any of the commercials. Oh my goodness! That I was... slept through the whole thing. I watched the Twilight Zone. That's what I watched. And I Super love Bowl. that, despite all of that, we still did a Super Bowl show. <laughs> I have no problem turning on the microphone and talking about something I didn't even watch. (laughs) Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Deep voice guy, how'd we do? I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. And for those of you looking to increase your dosage, make sure to connect with The Chrissy and Heather Show on Facebook and Instagram.